Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. And we are live once again with another Talking Money broadcast. We're so glad to have you with us today. We are not a sales program, so I'd always like to remind, especially those who may be new listeners to Talking Money, that we are not here to sell you a thing. So I think there are so many, maybe most of the financial planning programs that are out there, the ones that talk about money, are actually have a hidden agenda. They're trying to sell you an annuity or some life insurance or something else. I just never tell you that. They may use Social Security as one of those um, fake lead-ins and try to give you information about that and get you in the door, but they're really just trying to sell you something. But today we're going to be talking about income and any income in retirement, which, of course, is one of the things that the annuity salespeople are talking about. So it'll relate to that somewhat, but we're going to show you some ways that I think are in important ways and maybe some different ways that you've not thought about to create the income that you would need in retirement. Whereas Ronald Blue Trust is the sponsor of Talking Money. There's 16 offices around the country, headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia, Alpharetta, just outside of Atlanta, with an office in Charlotte, North Carolina. For those of you who are new listeners to the Talking Money podcast up in the Charlotte area, and, of course, the Greenville, South Carolina, upstate market as well. So we are not we are a fee-only firm, a trust company as well, of course, so that we can handle those kinds of issues for clients. In addition to managing money and doing the extensive planning that we do for clients is important. So we'll have more information about how to get in touch with us about that if that's of interest to you. Uh, but that's as far as we go with sales. So we, we want to make that opportunity available to you if you want to contact us, if you feel like you could use help with your financial planning and tax planning, estate planning, investments, and so forth. We're here to help you, but we're very careful about how we accept a new client. We want to make sure that we always are a good fit for someone and that we feel like our fee would be justified for what we do for you. But there's no front-end sales charges like there are with annuities, no big front-end sales charges like there are with annuities or life insurance. And no back-end sales charges, nothing like that. So the few clients that, I think, the few clients that leave us uh, for whatever reason, uh, and that doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. And for those who do, they they don't have to worry about being charged some big fee because uh, they decided to do something else, take it over on their own, and so forth. So that that's um, just a little bit about what we're here for and what we're about. So there's several ways of getting money. So how do you get money for your retirement. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Of course, the, the main, one of the main base incomes for people is their Social Security payment. And pretty much everybody listening is available or has that as an option for them to get Social Security. Some, some people who are in the ministry have opted out in years past and aren't eligible for that. But most people are. So you've got that base. And it's really like having a large 
fixed income portfolio. So if someone is getting, let's say, $30,000 a year in Social Security, they would have to have a million dollars in, let's say, a fixed income bond portfolio or even U.S. Treasuries when U.S. Treasuries were paying that high. They haven't paid that high for a little while here. But when they're paying that high, it's like having a million dollars of fixed income portfolio that's generating you $30,000 a year or 40000 whatever it is for you. That's a big fixed income portfolio. So beyond that, for the income that you need, then it, it pays you, I think, to have, it's smart to have a combination of things above that to be careful how much you put in strictly fixed income because of the dangers that that can reveal to itself into your portfolio and to your income needs some years later. So when we're talking to folks, they're usually concerned about the risk of volatility. So when I talk to somebody and they say, yes, I'm, I, I don't like to take risk. Well, the risk they're talking about is the volatility in their portfolio. So as stocks go up and down, even as, as bonds go up and down, but primarily they're thinking about stocks as they go up and down, I, I don't want that volatility. So that, that's a fear of mine. I don't want to do that. So that is the fear of volatility, that risk of volatility. But what happens is if you go so much to the other side to get rid of the risk of volatility, which means you're going to be, ultimately, you'd be in some kind of treasury, which you're going to have the absolute guarantee of the federal government behind you. And if you get a 3% 30-year bond or a 2% 30-year bond, whatever it is when you happen to buy it, well, that's locked in for that period of time. So an annuity, if an annuity does the same thing, it may be fixed, but it's not backed by the government. It's backed by the insurance company. And so I've, I've talked to a number of people over the years, and this goes back 30-plus you know, years with different insurance companies who have bought an annuity that had a pretty high payout. There were The interest rate on it was very high. And, of course, interest rates have been higher in the past, but they were so high and what happened was after they were in that contract, then some years later, the insurance company couldn't fulfill that promise of what they were going to pay. So they ended up having to cancel those contracts. And, and sometimes the companies even went out of business and they were had to be taken over by the state and the insurance uh, department and their assets divided among other insurance companies. So typically you don't lose your money with those things because there's protections in place that other insurance companies take over, but you're, you may not get the same interest rate that you that you plan on getting, and you, it may take you a while to get it because if it gets tied up in the court systems and with the insurance department and so forth, then then you might not see that money for a while. So it's another good reason why, even if you're buying annuities, to not necessarily buy all of them, all your money with one company, with one insurance company, and certainly all your money with one product. You want to diversify among insurance companies depending on how much money you're talking about. But I think there are better ways to do it than an annuity. I would, I would look at the annuity as your Social Security without the same level of security because there, again, like, as I said, the federal government is behind the treasuries. It's not behind the backing of the company that's issuing that particular annuity. So there, there are ways, I think, to do that. What's what we're going to talk about, especially after we get back from the, our break, we'll talk about what the, the differences in income, where they come from, whether it's treasuries, whether it comes from bonds, whether it comes from an annuity, which essentially gets you the, the bond-like income. No matter what kind of annuity it is, typically you're going to get bond-like income. So don't be... 
enamored with this, yes, you're going to get stock-like returns and and get the the safety of, of bonds and fixed income because that typically doesn't happen. The only way you're going to get a lot of money in the, the uh, fixed annuities or the indexed annuities is if the stock market does well. And in my opinion, you should just be in the stock market. And with the bond market, which is also where a lot of insurance companies invest most of their money, it's in the bond market. Well, I would say just invest directly in the bond market and, and forego the 5 6 7% upfront commission that you're going to be paying an agent to help help you buy that product. Is That's another reminder for you. Insurance products, whether it's life insurance or annuities, are typically not bought. They are sold. Somebody has to come to your house. Somebody has to contact you and say, this is what, come to the seminar, and we're going to sell you on this particular product, as opposed to our type service where people typically reach out to us. Uh, the only way I reach out to folks is by our newsletters that people have voluntarily signed up for, or you happen to be listening to Talking Money. And there's a lot of Talking Money out there, so you can go, those of you who are especially new to the New to Talking Money, you can go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com, click on the radio show heading, and that will take you to an archive of many, many topics of radio shows that we have covered in the past. So it's a wealth of information for you if you want to take advantage of that. It's all free, and you can go back uh, several years to get different kinds of topics on different kinds of subjects. And you can do a search, so you search for a particular subject, and that will get you to where that particular radio show was that we covered that. Plus, we have some blogs on there as well, which uh, are targeted more to a particular particular subject. So that's so when you compare that to an annuity, typically the annuity salesperson, the insurance salesperson is going out trying to knock on the doors and sell you something. You're not you're not going out there to buy it. So keep that in mind as you're looking at the different types of of ways to get income. Another way people get income in retirement is through dividends. So people will say, I'll buy stocks, and that will give me the dividend. And, and right now, many dividends are paying more than the bonds or the treasuries and some of the annuities. Some, some, of, those fixed in, some of those fixed income, what you might call a fixed income type product, is in a stock. But that carries some of its own risk when you, when you invest in stocks. You're not investing in just to get the dividend. You've got the volatility that goes with those stocks. And so we want to talk to you about that as well to give you some ideas on how to structure a portfolio to maximize those kinds of um, returns from those products and from those, yeah, those different types of uh, investment opportunities. So 877-235-9405 is the phone number if you want to, uh, to call in with a question for me. Uh, live today while we're on the air at 94.5 WGTK, the answer. If you're listening on a podcast, then you'll want to go to uh, Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com to send an email. And of course, you can always call during the week or even the weekend if you want to leave a, a question on uh, voicemail, 800-588-PLAN. That's 800-588-7526. And you can leave a uh, a question there for me as well, or Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. But, of course, we'd love to have you call in in the studio today, 877-235-9405. We'll be back with more of Talking Money in just a couple of minutes. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. 
I'm pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust sponsor Talking Money to help educate listeners about financial planning so you have the information needed to help you make more informed and hopefully better decisions. When a Ronald Blue Trust advisor meets with prospective clients, their goal is to determine if any of our services are a good fit for them. They don't sell any products like annuities or life insurance and as a fiduciary work to serve your best interest. Perhaps you just need a financial physical from the Everyday Steward Division without any ongoing monitoring, or you're about to retire and need to work with the Private Wealth Division to map out a financial path and then help implement and continuously monitor that plan. Ronald Blue Trust Advisors act like your quarterback, coordinating the advice you receive from your accountant, your state attorney, life insurance agent, and in some instances, even your investment advisor. You can learn more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1 800 588 7526. That's 1 800 588 7526. Now back to Talking Money. And we're back with Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner, Professional Mike Miller, your host for today. We're talking about the ways to create income for your portfolio. But I think one of the things that we want to make sure we cover today, I mentioned earlier in the show this morning, in the first segment, about the risk that most, uh, when I talk to most people, radio listeners or prospective clients, uh, clients, that the, one of the things they always will talk about when they're talking about their risks is they're talking about the risk of volatility, the risk of losing money in the stock market or even real estate. But most of them are speaking about risks of losing money in the, the stock market and the volatility. And when you look at the stock market, if you look at especially a, a well-diversified portfolio over time, there's, there's not times really when you lose the money. There are times when it goes down in price and goes up in price. But you have to always remember it's an auction out there. So people are trying to bid at what they think something's worth, not just now, what they think it may be worth six months from now because the stock market typically is very forward-looking. So that's why even in the past few months when you've seen the stock market going up in spite of unemployment reaching new highs because of the virus situation, it still it still did well because it's – I have to assume the stock market in general is feeling like, okay, this is a temporary thing. Things will get back to normal. So fast forward for yourself a year from now. What are things going to look like two years from now? What's the economy going to look like? No one knows, but the stock market certainly is predicting that it's going to be better. I had a golf committee meeting that was on uh, this past week. We were doing a Zoom meeting, and one of the the members of the committee asked, for my opinion on what was going to be happening later this year when the when the the tournament actually was going to be held will we still be back to normal and so forth and I said well you never know these things if you look at the stock market and typically as a forward looking indicator that yes the the stock market is saying things will be closer to normal than they are now by this fall and that we should go ahead and and move forward with the the tournament as we have uh, planned but that risk of volatility is very strong. It's very visible, and you feel it. You see it. The more you look at the reports that you have coming in, the more you see that kind of volatility. But the bigger risk, I think, is the fear, is, is the risk of loss of purchasing power. So I've seen this in a number of people over the years, individuals, even in my own family, where they got so conservative in their investments that as the cost of living rose over a, a 5, 10, 15, 20-year period of time, their standard of living really reduced because their investments did not keep up with 
that cost of living as inflation started to eat away. Now, some people have enough funds. I don't think there's going to be as many people that this would apply to have so many funds that it doesn't matter. They could put their money under the mattress, and as long as they didn't have a fire, they could have money enough money to last for their lifetime. It didn't matter. But most people, even that have that kind of wealth, are still not investing that money for themselves. They know they have enough to take care of themselves, but their family members or even ministries that they want to support will need those funds later. So they want to invest at least some part of those funds to have it grow so that it's going to be a larger amount by the time they pass on. And if the stocks happen to be down the day that they die, the year that they die, well, the people who inherit it don't have to sell the stocks right away. They just wait till they go back up, and then they can sell them at that, at that point in time. Or if they give it to a ministry, the same thing. The ministry doesn't have to sell those stocks at that, at that time. They can always keep them and let them go. So I think you've keeping a portion of your – some portion – of your portfolio in something that has some higher growth potential is a smart thing to do because you have that stealth, I call it a stealth risk. So you can't see it, you can't feel it. All you see is the changes in prices, whether it's the, the next time you have sticker shock when you go to buy a new car and it's been 15 years since you bought one and you say, wow, I didn't realize the car prices had gone up so much since I bought my last one. I don't have near enough money to save. Well, I've kept my money too conservatively invested, so I didn't keep up with the cost of inflation. And with retired people, many times it's with medical so the the Medicare premiums, of course, keep going up. Those who have bought a Medicare Medigap policy or Medicare Advantage plan, which doesn't cost anything, but then leaves you exposed to other costs, as medical costs go up, then your portfolio is subject to not being able to keep up with those costs. So for some people, it maybe it's only 10%. It's 15%, 20%, a fourth of their money that could be in something that has more growth potential. Whatever you can put in there so that you can still sleep at night, and that's an important thing to do. Because what happens if, take a scenario, let's say you have a million dollars, because I'm using a million dollars because it's, it's an easy number to multiply from. And you need to get, let's say, uh, $30,000 $30, a year. So we'll keep it simple. So if you invest that million dollars in something fixed, whether it's a treasury, whether it's a bond, uh, whether it's an annuity that pays you 3%. And when I say annuity, be cautious because I'm not talking about the annuity payout. This is where, where people get confused sometimes is they say, I bought this, this fixed annuity or this indexed annuity, and now I'm going to annuitize, which means the insurance company is going to give me a guaranteed income for life. That income is not just income. That's partly a interest earned and partly your money coming back to you. So you say, well, I'm getting 6%. Well, you're not getting 6%. You're getting 2% of earnings and 4% of your money coming back. And that's how they can afford to do that over time. So the, you know by that, let, let's just say, though, it's bonds. So you're going to buy a portfolio of bonds or a mutual fund that invests in bonds, and it's all fixed income. So in order to get that $30,000, you need to invest all of it in that fixed income. So you're going to invest million dollars, you're going to get 3% from that fund or those that portfolio of bonds that pays you $30,000. Well, as bonds typically are, they're not going to have a lot of potential for growing over that period of time. 
Now, certain years they do. As interest rates go down, certainly current bonds go up in price. But long term, we're going to say, all right, there's not that much upside potential in just a fixed income portfolio. So you, you might have reduced your risk of volatility because you're now all in fixed income. There again, that's the same portfolio that the insurance companies are investing in. So we're going to invest in the same thing the insurance companies are investing in without the middleman, without the insurance salesperson, without all the restrictions that come with all the surrender charges and all those other costs that are in there. So instead of doing that, what if we did something a little different and said, okay, well, let's take even a 50-50 portfolio. Say, all right, I'm going to invest 50% in those same fixed income bonds or maybe 60% or 60% in something more growth-oriented. So if you can get, let's say, 5% out of that 600000 that's in growth, then that's going to give you 30000 on average per year growth. Now, it may not give it to you every year, and there's ways to help avoid that. Then the, the other 400000 is in fixed income. So even if the stock part went down, you know you've got 400000 that's in something that's not going to have as much volatility typically as the stock market. So that 400000 is going to and earn that same 3%, that's going to give you 12000 not quite half what you need. The other 600000 is going to be in something more growth-oriented, and that can be invested a fair amount in dividend-paying stocks, which, which may pay another 2% or 3% in dividends on top of that and still get you just from uh, dividends most of what you need from that $30,000. But then you've got some potential to keep up with inflation keep up with the cost of living going up so that's very very important but of course we got to wrap this up for this particular session but if you have any questions or would like to learn more about any of the topics i've covered on this program or uh, other programs you can always reach out to your financial advisor your cpa your attorney whoever it is that you rely on for counsel i believe however that's very important to work with an advisor who shares your values and your biblical worldview so if you want more information about that please call me Mike Miller, 800-588-PLAN. That's 800-588-7526. Or send me an email, mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. That's all the time we have today. Have a great weekend.